Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the Soundtrack to a Life. And I said, what's up? What you been thinking? Cause you've been staring at that roof so long I swear it's gonna live And she spoke nine words And now we're sinking But I can't find it in myself Do I want to lie to keep this thing from going down? Hello, hello, and welcome back once again to the soundtrack to a life. My name is Chris, again. I always have been, and I will be. Olivia is back. Hi! And today, the two of us are talking about Eden's 2016 album, I Think You Think Too Much of Me. Tell me about this piece of music. What's your relationship with it like? I really fucking love Eden. Just putting that out there. First time I listened to it was two, three years ago, when the, I think it, I think it came out as the single Circles, the very last song on the album came out. And I heard that in like a video edit. And I was like, oh, I like this. So I looked it up and I listened to it. And I have very distinct memory of waiting for my mom to pick me up at the Vivo Athletic Center and listening to just this song and crying because it was just such an emotional song for me. And then I kind of just listened to that one. And then it was like, hey, do you want to listen to more of these songs? And I was like, yeah, I do. So before then, they were called The Eden Project. And so they had this whole like playlist that I found of a majority of their songs that you can't really get on Spotify or iTunes. And I just listened to it. And then this was grade nine for me. So I'm going into high school. It's kind of a terrifying adjustment for me. And I remember spending, uh, I was in Vancouver for a week with my grandmother. I remember spending one of the days uh, getting ready to go out for dinner, just two hours getting ready, just listening to their music and just doing that. And then I found out that you can get the albums on Spotify and all that. So I listened to this album and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the album that I go into high school with. And I'm probably going to leave high school listening to this album. And at that time, it was something I was assuming. I have depression and it may not be like fully diagnosed, but at that time, that was like. I was coming out of a really dark time because grade nine, like all junior high was terrible. And listening to it, it's the song I listen to when I'm depressed. And even though the lyrics and stuff like it's like, oh, well, I miss you or, oh, well, you're a shit person. It still makes me feel better about who I am. It's got that kind of vibe to it. Whenever I get really upset, I'll put on and and I'll just be like, I'll just listen to it and won't think about anything. I'll just listen to the lyrics and it immediately helps me start to feel better. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I took it and I listened to it, obviously, because that's how this, this show is structured. <laughs> <laughs> and I had uh, I had his Wikipedia page open while I was reading it, uh, while listening. And he was listed as like a one-man act, doing most of his music electronically, which is right in my wheelhouse. So I sat down and uh, was ready for that emotional experience. And then I was really shocked. I guess when I heard that it was one performer doing music electronically, I thought that it was going to sound really like cold and clinical and austere. Yeah. But it actually sounds incredibly warm and welcoming. Yeah. Like he's almost a soul performer. Yeah, I would say that. From 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> updated to the modern age in a way that's really enjoyable. I wonder how he plays it live. I actually have a friend who lives in New Jersey who got to see him live recently for his newest release, and he has a couple people helping him with just, like, backing tracks and all that. That makes sense. And then he mainly plays the guitar parts and sings. That makes good sense. Because, yeah, it was either going to be that or play to tapes or yeah. loop it. 
but this doesn't feel like music. You can't really on. loop some of these songs. Yeah. So bringing a couple of people on the road, which is what um, a lot of people have done in the past. Yeah. Prince uh, Prince did that. Yeah. Through all of his career. Yeah. He played like forty different instruments. Jesus Christ. Hand the album to his band and ask them to learn it. Oh my god. For when it was time to go out on oh. the road. Oh, it's done. Anyway, this is what we'll be touring. Yeah. And it checks out that Eden would do the same. And yeah, a good mix of live instruments mm-hmm. and electronic flourishes. Yeah. It feels like, to harken back to two weeks ago, what a band like Coldplay or Imagine Dragons is trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is what it sounds they're like. Trying that, yeah. But they're not. This is what it happens succeeding. when that style of music happens naturally. Yeah. I, there's a very natural tone to what he plays and a very calming kind of effect. Even in his like higher pace songs, Fumes is a higher pace song and it's still very calming for me. I when I listen to Fumes, I'm like, oh yeah, I imagine running through the beach that does not exist, <laughs> running through the beach with a friend or something and. There's always that underlying tone of sadness. Like, I look at a lot of things, especially when I'm listening to music in my life as a director of a music video or something. Yeah. And I'm, when I listen to this song, I'm like, this person is probably going to die of cancer within like the next week or so. Oh. And this is their last chance to be with like their best friend or their lover or whatever. And that's the kind of vibe I get it from it. But it's not like it's, oh no, they're going to die. It's like they're ready for it and they're like calming. And it's, it's, it's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird for me, especially from the time that I listened to it. Be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, he 100% is bringing his own emotional atmosphere yeah. to the music that he's doing. But at the same time, for a record that does sometimes come off this heavy, naming the first four tracks, sex, <laughs> drugs, and, <laughs> and rock and roll, <laughs> what, this... is Listen. one of my favorite favorite jokes that a band has included on a record. Listen, it's, yeah, I, I was always like, why? And then I like read it out loud and I was like, oh. <laughs> and this, this, this entire album has two halves. There's two parts to it. So it's sex, drugs, and yep. those are the top three. And then you've got rock and roll, and then you've got fumes, XO, and circles. And Rock and roll kind of stands as that mix between the two of them for me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like the transition point. Yeah. It's it's really good. And he has this point where he's got, like, I don't know if it's, like, recordings from movies or he's just talking to someone, like, on a script. But he's it's not lyrics. He's not singing it. And it's, it's just these two people having a conversation in the song. And you're like, holy shit. Who, why don't we do this? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people should be having more conversations in the middle of songs. That sounds weird, but, you know. Or at the beginning. Or at the beginning. Like it makes it makes it come off as really um, unforced when it's done right. Uh, if somebody were trying to do it, I probably would have the exact opposite effect. And as far as rock and roll goes, I got to admit, I am a sucker every single time for a song by somebody who is not famous mm-hmm. about how they would like to be. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, I and even that one, I don't feel like personally he's trying to talk about i want to be famous he's just talking about he wants to do what he loves and that's singing like sinatra yeah yeah <laughs> and stuff like that and it's just it's so good and the guitar lick for that one oh, yeah it's good yeah and the the vocal is like pitched halfway between supreme self-confidence and just naked yearning <laughs> like 
I heard naked urination is... for a second there, and I was like, what? No. <laughs> no, not at all. His voice does not sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And yeah, like, the whole way through, he's got a really honest, clean, unaffected vocal performance. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he hasn't put a lot of thought into what he wants his singing to sound like. He just is singing the most honest way that he knows how, and he happens to have a really good voice. That's why I love it so much. It's just because it's like, especially with music nowadays, it's a lot of it's manufactured. A lot of it's pushing people to sound like something. He's just like, Eden doesn't have a lot of fans. It's not a huge fandom, like The Cure or just Bieber. I don't know why I'm saying them in the same sentence, but like, They're both people with a lot of fans. In all of the people I've met in my life, I know one person other than myself who has voluntarily, without being like, oh, you need to listen to these guys, or hey, we're doing a podcast thing and you should listen to these guys, <laughs> that's actually listened to them. And she, she, yeah, it's just, it's not that big of a following, but it's still like, I don't feel like for him that matters. Yeah. And it could, yeah, break wide. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's got he's, three albums out. Yeah, he's very early in his career. He's still doing independent releases. Mm-hmm for a gradually building cult. And then next year... Who knows? <laughs> um, a radio personality champions him, or somebody does a high-profile guest spot on one of his records. Yeah. And suddenly he's literally everywhere. Yeah. And you go, no, that's a shame. Yeah. I, w- I wish him all the success in the world, but I did like it when it was a private thing for me. Yeah, when it was just a... So like, yeah, that's the big thing, is that like you listen to people... And then they get really out there, and then you're like, I support you, but I don't want to listen to your music anymore because it's tainted. Yeah. And, yeah, that's my biggest fear about the music industry, if I ever end up joining it, is that it's, like, right now, Afternoon Tea Party is, like, a very, like, home band. Like, it's very, like, close to my heart, and it's what I want, but it's kind of tainted. It's getting tainted by miscommunications, and then, like, if people want to end up producing us, like, because we're actually thinking about releasing an EP, and we want to. But I'm worried that when we produce it, it's going to turn out, like, even when we were doing with the GRCC thing, Black Tea Anarchy, which was the first single we've ever made and we got to, like, record it, didn't come out like I wanted it to. And nothing ever does. Yeah. But it was still a little terrifying. And it's kind of changed my view of things. And that's why, I, that's why I'm kind of like, I don't want to share Eden to the world. Just keep him soft and for me and my own personal rehab of, of sorts, like... Keeping my comfort. But at the same time, Gene stayed small enough scale that they were just for me through most of the tail end of the 90s, and then that led to them getting dropped by their record label, and then they broke up as a band. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? They're, they're also... Just a one act, a one-person thing, though? I mean, yeah, you get a different yeah. gig. Yeah. You could true. get disillusioned that nobody's listening to the music that he makes and then stop making it. That's terrifying. Eden, if you ever, if you <laughs> ever possibly listen to this, please don't. So fucking good, Eden. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, oh my god, his it's his his music's great. His newest album, that's not this one, but the but uh, I think it's called Vertigo. It's Vertigo. It's you have to listen to it all the way. You can listen to it on shuffle, just like this one. You can listen to it on shuffle, but it robs the experience. No, somebody like this, I wouldn't listen to uh, on shuffle. Just in general, these feel very sequenced to tell you a complete emotional story. Yeah, and uh, this would sound good on vinyl it really would with each half of the record making up one side yeah. and then forcing you to physically do something in order to get from one side to the other yeah 
You are now done this portion. Walk across the room. Yeah. <laughs> Put down that cigarette or whatever. Yep. And stop looking out at the sky and just do something so you can stop disassociating. Yep. <laughs> I love the story that he kind of tells where it's like going through the album. It's like sex. He falls in love with this girl or some or this person. I'm going to say a person because I, I, don't, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know who's left. Yeah. I don't know who's left. Maybe he's gay. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't want to assume. Uh, he falls in love with this person, and uh, that was in a kind of intimate relationship with them before, but then it develops. And then you have drugs where it's like, it's kind of like being around them is addicting, and you want to always be like with them. And then you have and where it's someone, he most likely, fucked up, and he's trying not to think about it too much, and he's trying not to care too much about how they feel, because that's kind of how a relationship starts to go downhill is putting too much in you that's the hard thing about relationships you have to find a balance you gotta put a really specific i say having three relationships in my entire life yeah but like knowing that that is what you're supposed to do yeah is the first step and then you have i want to say like the first half of your 20s to figure out <laughs> how much specifically that yeah. is. <laughs> the 3.5 ounces. Usually, usually through trial and error. Yeah. Um, but like, and then rock and roll is kind of the acceptance stage of that's not what he was looking for. In a relation, Like it's a, a relationship, it's not the relationship he wanted. And then you go into fumes and it completely clicks into gear of, okay, so now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do but I'm running out of time in my, from what I see. And then you get EXO and it's, he's found that music is kind of what he wants to do, but people are starting to taint that and kind of maybe like the person comes back or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. This is a story I'm telling off my head. And then you get circles where it's like, you've come to the end of the lifeline for that. And it's the question of if you could do it again, would you? And he says, no, I, I would like to keep it the same way. Yeah. And that's amazing. If I, I, all the time I'm listening to it all the way and I'll just end up, like, you'll see tears streaming down my cheeks. Yeah. But I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, it's a record that's really easy to invest in. Yeah. It really is. He's doing uh, big themes about love and mm -hmm. the redemptive power of art. But due to how unforced and natural he sounds, it feels really intimate. Yeah, it does. Which is an interesting combination for him to... Uh, pull off. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people can do that and that's why I felt so strongly about the album was just because it was like it was something I never wanted to do before because before I found Eden I was listening to Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, Set It Off, Billy Talent, like all these punk rock bands yeah. and it was great and I was like fuck you I'm gonna do what I want yeah. I'm gonna be punk rock I'm gonna have eyeliner on the bottom of my eye fuck this hurts <laughs> 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 like just very like kind of angry uh, emotions and then I listen to Eden and I'm like I can feel those but that doesn't mean I have to let it change who I am because I could I could tell by the end of grade nine I was changing as a person and it was scaring me and Eden helped me find the acceptance of I'm changing but that's not bad yeah like we're all changing yeah all the time mm -hmm. at 16 you more than most yeah probably. And that's fine. As long as you're cool to lean into it and then put some thought into it. Yeah, but do I like the person? Yeah, that, that's the That I'm changing thing. into. That was a serious Because it's like, I'm going into high school. What's it going to be like? What's going to happen? Am I going to 
find a completely new clique of friends. And for a good portion of the first half of high school, I was like, I have completely different friends now. And then it kind of crumbled, and I was like, I don't like these friends. Like, I was changing into a person I don't like, and then I was like, okay, I need to recognize that. Now I need to change again and fix that. And I was listening to Eden in Ireland, and I was like, yeah, I'm constantly, you're constantly changing. It's impossible not to change. And I'm constantly going where it's like, I start in the right direction, and then I take a wrong turn, so I have to go back, and then go, and then I take another wrong turn. And it's constantly filled with wrong turns, but with listening to Eden and this album in particular, it helps me backtrack to where it was. Yeah. And, like, this is the time to fuck up your life. (laughs) If you had to fuck up your life at any point, being a teenager would be because you've got I had a bit I used to do, welcome to high school. Are there any elements of your personality that you aren't enjoying? (laughs) Take a mulligan. Oh, my God. No one will call you on it because they're all doing the same thing. Also, make bold choices. If you decide that they're terrible choices, you get to do it again when you start university and then a third time when you finish university. However, that third time should be most of your real personality. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, yeah. Make bold choices. Uh, Start a punk rock band. Do things that you never thought you'd fucking do in your life. I listened to Eden and then I got into Kathleen Hanna and it was a weird mix because you've got hardcore feminist rock from the 1990s and then you've got modern kind of electric indie music from now and you're just like okay and then you go okay well here's like i like both these things and at that age i was like you're only allowed to like one kind of genre blah blah blah. i've realized now that my music taste is different and like you can't let that define you because i like 80s i like 90s i like uh a bit of modern music i like indie punk rock classical like it's a myth i am the variety show of music genres yeah because you don't have to put your I thumb on one thing. a fucking label. Why would... If I have to do that, then what the fuck am I doing? There, No label can fit one person. Yeah. The music that I like doesn't all sound the same because I'm not always the same. Yeah. I'm not the same when I'm getting ready to go out dancing. Yeah. As I am when I'm getting home from just having worked for 12 hours. That would suck ass. And the music that I require at those two yeah. moments sounds very different from I'm each other. I'm not the same from when I'm just waking up from sleep and I need to get pumped up from when I'm going home from school. And the great thing about Eden was it's opened my eyes to a lot of new music. Like Spotify has an amazing feature of Discover Weekly. And so I, when I first got Spotify, all I would listen to was Eden and punk rock. So I had a really weird Discover Weekly. And then I started listening to a lot more of that. And like I found bands like The Rex, which is really good, but they only have EPs out. And then I found Bad Sons, which is also really good. And there's just like weird mixes of that and I'm like this is this is music I would listen to yeah. constantly so yeah I think it's interesting that the EP has come back as a form yeah well I mean for, for the Rex their case was they snuck into a studio and recorded a three song single nice and then the studio was like this isn't half bad here have an actual EP and oh, see how this goes I love shit like that <laughs> those are the funnest stories yeah there I mean, was uh, if you had to record an uh, album that's how yeah. I would want to record it a young woman a number of years ago now uh, named, uh, I want to say Petra Haddon, mm-hmm. recorded an a cappella cover of The Who's record, The Who Sells Out, from the 60s. Yeah. Just like every instrument oh, no. on every song a cappella by herself. That sounds difficult. Yeah. But she had booked a bunch of studio time with her band and put it on her credit card, <laughs> and then her band broke up. Oh my God. But she had all this studio time. Oh my God. <laughs> so, that sounds so shitty. I, I guess she just really likes that record. 
I mean, so she came in and painstakingly recreated it using only the human voice. It's really interesting. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. That, that yeah yeah yeah. I feel like any chance that I get to record, I try and do that, even if it's just like with my shitty mic and my computer. And like a final project will sound like garbage. But I'm like, I have this experience to learn. I have the like, how good did my ukulele sound with this effect? Yeah. Blah blah. Because I have that cool ability of turning plugging my, in my ukulele to an effects cuddle. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Plus, it gives you the opportunity to learn how uh, editing software yeah. works, which is super confusing, but slowly working. Plus, it's punk rock. It's supposed to sound a little bit crappy. Punk rock is the genre that it's like. What food is it like? It's like spam. <laughs> I and not like I guess yeah it's it's like spam I'm gonna continue with that statement some people like it it's kind of an acquired taste can sound disgusting or taste disgusting yep. but that doesn't mean that there's not good qualities to it if you're ever in a zombie apocalypse spam might become your best fucking friend heck yeah meat in a can yeah meat in a can that's a can of meat it is oh my god spam's disgusting oh, I don't like spam but that no. doesn't mean I can't like punk I rock from I don't, that think, I don't think you have to like spam. I mean, anybody out there who eats spam on the reg, feel free to at me. <laughs> but fight me. Uh, just turn on your location. I just want to talk. <laughs> I feel like spam is a holdover. Yeah, it from really before is. we knew how to transport food properly. It really is. Because like my we grandparents just... were super willing to eat meat in the can. I should I should say it's more like Vegemite. Punk rock is more like Vegemite. That's that's a better analogy. Yeah, because the people into it are so into it. They're so into it. <laughs> oh my god! Happy little Vegemite. I, I don't know why I have that memory. I think it was Vegemite. It was, I was in Australia because my grandparents lived there and my dad and I and his girlfriend at the time. Fuck her. I do not like his girlfriend. His sure. ex-girlfriend. Um, you don't have to like your dad's ex? I don't. You don't have to like your dad's I don't have to like current anyone. girlfriend. Although that second thing you should probably keep your lips zipped about. <laughs> <laughs> but your dad's ex, you can dislike right to everyone's Got face. It. I don't think she even follows this fucking podcast, so fuck her. Almost certainly. But, um, <laughs> like, so we were there, and they, I think they were in the middle of trying to pick a prime minister, if that's what they have in Australia. They're yes, they were picking a very important person yep. in the government. And one of them was a happy little Vegemite, and that's all I remember. I was like, okay. But anyways, back to the topic. Punk rock is like Vegemite. And then you've got Eden, and he's like the off-brand Vegemite of the Vegemite family. Because there's like, I feel like there's different types of Vegemites. Yeah. And he's the off-brand one where everyone's like, you could have it. It's not bad. It's yeah. just not Vegemite. It's not the same. Yeah, trademark. Yeah. I think he would uh, really fit well into the, like, Bell and Sebastian, camera obscura, magic numbers. Yeah. It's a little bit twee, but everything is very heartfelt. Yeah. Family of music. If you listen to <laughs> any of his other albums, like, if you listen to his first one, um, I don't remember what the first one's called. It has a song called Gravity, and in my opinion, I feel like Gravity should have definitely been on this album instead of the other one. Yeah, but he already put it on an album. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, and he probably didn't have these songs written by the time, because yeah. I think the other album came out in 2013. Yep. And on that, that one, and it's the first album you ever released, so it's kind of experimental. It's got good tracks. It's not the best. I, this album was really, the, in my opinion, his first good album that I would listen to all the way. Yeah, first albums are always overstuffed with ideas. Because <laughs> All these things, because I don't know what I'm going to do! Every notion that you've had from birth until now... Is in that. You haven't 
used yet, mm-hmm. and you don't know that you're getting a second record or not. Yeah, so it, it the first album was always a big risk. Yeah. And with him, he took it, and it mostly paid off for him. I, I really, back to touring stuff, I really wish he would tour here. He went to New Jersey, he did an American tour. Mm-hmm. He tours, but um, he, yeah, I don't. He doesn't tour in Canada, and if it's because... Is it now? Is now the time? Is now the time when I tell her? Tell me. Is now the time? Tell me. He's playing Vancouver in October. He's playing... (laughs) Mom! Dad! You know what I want for my 17th birthday? (laughs) Tickets to fucking see him in October, okay? Oh my god, I'm actually gonna start crying. (laughs) (laughs) I've been slow rolling that all day. Oh my god! I didn't know that. See, here's the thing. I listen to music. Let Let me explain myself. I hate people who are like... Oh, you listen to this band? What's your favorite album? Do you know this about them? Do you know what their past name is? Fuck that. I like their music. I can only like one song by them. And I'll still, like, Toto. Only like one song by them. Still a fan of their music. And so, for me, it's like, I listen to music. And the music tells me who they are. And so, if I listen to, like, Justin Bieber now, I'm like, okay, you're kind of a washed up husband. Uh... (laughs) Is that the consensus on Bieber now? I feel like it is. I thought his last record did okay. Which one's his last one? The one with What Do You Mean? Uh, the ones where it had well, other as some, people on them. As someone who's definitely not the target demo yeah. for Justin Bieber, I thought that his most recent one sounded less dumb than the ones that it he really done did. previous to that. It really did. It sounded better than the one with Baby on it. I have a hatred for Baby. But anyways, for me, it's like, I listen and I judge you on your music. I don't <laughs> judge you entirely. Like, I judge you a bit on your social media presence institute because who you are to your fans is really important. Yeah. Uh, Halsey is a good example of this. She came and played in November. Musically, fairly good. Like, I do enjoy listening to some of her songs. She apparently was shit at her show. She showed up, like, 40 minutes late, Aww. and then only played, like, five songs. That's pretty And that's kind of, like, a douchebag thing to do. Yeah. And when you're in, like, we've actually learned this from the music program that I was in, because we have famous jazz musicians come and play for us when we're in the jazz band, um, and we play with them and all that. There's a level, so when you're at the top, and you know you're at the top, you're like, nice and you understand that or when you're at the top of what you think's the top yeah. you're nice and that's why i think eden is because he's not at the top obviously but he's at his top and yeah. he he's he's apparently like the nicest person ever he's making the art that he wants to make and he yeah. calls no man mister yeah and so when you're like almost at the top you kind of have this douchebagness that you use to fill in to make it seem like you're on the top i'll buy that especially like from what i know jazz musicians and classical musicians that's kind of like what it is for popular artists and punk rock and indie and every other genre that I haven't named, I feel like that kind of applies in a certain sense. So, yeah, like, social media presence is a bit, but, like, I judge the band on their music. Yeah, Eden, you'll I never have to hang out with them. Yeah, I don't have to hang out with them. What the fuck are you talking about? If I'm becoming famous, I hang out with who I want to hang out with. When <laughs> I'm famous, I'm going to fucking hang out with, I don't know, you guys, probably, because... <laughs> even, if, even if your band is the worst people in the world. Yeah. If I like the record you put out. Yeah, like... As much as I've been hating on Justin Bieber, I mean, some of his songs aren't bad. Like, if I like a song, I like it. I get to, I pick and choose who I say I'm a fan of. Like, I feel like a lot of people who have, like, really shitty presents make a, a lot of good music, and that kind of conflicts me. But what we, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So fans who are like, oh, you need to know 37 things about them. I didn't know that Eden was touring. I didn't know Weezer was touring. I didn't know, like, a lot of people were touring. I just liked their music, and then it, I happened upon it by chance. Yeah. And it was amazing. And that's why I like that's why I'm like not very knowledgeable of like this is his name, this is where he was born, this is his pet's name. Yeah. Though when it comes to like certain people that I follow, I'm like, yeah, I know what your dog's name. Your dog's name is Tessa and she's a fucking angel pit bull. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. 
you can't have that level of energy for every, everyone either. Yeah. It's <clears throat> it's really difficult. But, I don't know. Eden's amazing. Yeah. That's my, my statement about this entire thing. <laughs> you got a few months to pressure... <laughs> pressure my parents. One or both it. parents to take me to like Vancouver. if it's for my birthday, because it's in October, they'll say yes. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'll sacrifice going to Germany for that. If you're listening, Mom or Dad, I'll sacrifice going to Germany if you take me to see Eden. No, don't hold out. Hold out. Do both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both like... I'm getting a job, I swear. I'm working on it. Have a high-profile birthday gift and a life-changing experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they don't have to get me anything else. Buy some, probably. buy some merch and look them in the eye and thank them for making art that you liked. Yeah. Cry. Probably, I'll probably be crying. Uh, checks out. So, yeah. It'll be a good show. It will be. And, I mean, like, having spent three weeks celebrating my birthday at various shows. That, yeah, that, I, I mean, that sounds like a good birthday. Obviously, I'm in favor of that. Yeah. I think the only problem is that I'm going into grade 12, so it's, like, the last year I'll be doing, like, mandatory schooling. So that's kind of terrifying. But it's at the beginning of the year that it's not the end of the world if I miss some of it. Thanksgiving weekend. Plus, if it's, it's on a, Thanksgiving weekend, we're fine. Plus, if it's on a weekend, drive up. Yeah. See the show, drive back the next day. Yeah. 16-hour drive is fine. Random thing. Ireland. People in Ireland are so adorable. Uh, they're like, how long does it take for you to get to the ocean? Because you're in the middle of Ireland, it takes you about two and a half hours. Give or take. Any side. Any direction you go. They were like, how long does it take for you to get to the ocean? We're like, on the closest side, at least 16 hours. And that's like, terrifying for them. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, their reaction is, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah. That was my, I don't remember who said it, but um, the difference between a North American and a European is uh, North American thinks that 100 years was a long time. And yeah. a European thinks that 100 miles is a long distance. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Well, knowing experience, like European history class I'm in, yeah, 100 years is not a long time for them. And knowing oh, the little bit of geography that I do, 100 miles is not that much. Nope. It's really not. No, it really isn't. Yeah. Chelsea and I have driven further to eat a sandwich. <laughs> In our defense, Daddy-O's makes a very good sandwich. <laughs> I mean, if it weren't for the fucking bullshit of Peter's being in Red Deer, people have driven very far to come have Peter's. Yep. I would do that if I don't live here, if I had had Peter's before. Peter's is delightful. It is. Also very bad for you, but very good. Yeah, what are you going to do? Eat it. Do you know what people who take every moment of their life and then focus on being the healthiest possible version of themselves do? Die they still die eventually. Yeah, That's they right. still die. <laughs> die from not having enough fucking protein on their bones. Do you know, do you know how many deaths uh, living healthy has ever prevented in history? Zero. Everyone it's put dies, a few off for a few years. Everyone dies eventually. It's up to you to choose when you die. I feel. And how. And what? And with whom. <laughs> I would say that you have... Okay, so you have a certain part of you can control how long you're going to live. After you kind of use your control for that, you just gotta fucking let it happen. Whatever you believe in is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You okay. hope that uh, you make it to the age where you're basically fine with it. Yeah. I mean, living at 72 for me would be fine. But then again, I'm living in the world where it's like, you might have the iPhone 1 of Android bodies! You could live forever! You might get uploaded to the cloud. I Or that. we might all die from... 14 months from now. God, that's When terrifying. the president is real mad on Twitter and launches nukes. Yeah, I would like to not think about that second option. It's not a great option, granted. Would you rather 
die because the American president is a fucking dumbass on Twitter and uh, sends out nukes, or be stu uh, die not die and be stuck in the iPhone body of androids. Second thing. Really? Sure. I Here's the thing about um, technology. If it's that big a deal, you can turn it off. Good point. Someone really needs to show Donald Trump how to do that then. Nope. He's enjoying <laughs> it. He needs attention. Yeah. He does. His, he is an... His dad didn't love him. He and him now he needs attention. Dollars. Have you heard of the parody of Black Parade? I think it's Black Parade. Uh, by Michael McCormick, where it's like, When I was a young boy, and then they do it to Donald Trump, My father gave me a million dollars. Or something like that. And it was, it's just horrible. Seems but right. it's so accurate. Seems right. He's uh He's a mess. He's in charge of a country. Well, <laughs> he's in charge of an actual country. Hey, at least Yeah, I like it. I don't personally we don't talk a lot about politics on this show. We don't. I don't personally vote conservatives, but I appreciate that the conservatives did not elect either of the people who were trying to be Donald Trump as their leader. Thank God. And instead picked someone who, while I don't really agree with him on anything, at least appears to be an adult. Yeah. That's the big thing is we have a lot of children trapped in small... It's like Boss Baby. It's Boss Baby, but they look like adults. Yes. I mean... So it's the opposite of Boss Baby. They look like adults, but act like babies. Yeah. Rather than looking yeah. like babies. It's the opposite of Boss but Baby. acting but like Alec the Baldwin. the similarity between the two of them is Alec Baldwin can play both. Hey. <laughs> He's a gifted performer. He, Alec Baldwin, yeah. Is that dude have an Oscar? Did he get an... I don't know. Movie trivia. I feel like he Dad might. Dad would be disappointed if I didn't know all of my movie trivia. I feel like he might have been nominated for Glengarry Glen Ross, but I don't know that for certain. Yeah, you've lost me. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie in which very little happens. Yeah, that means I probably <clears throat> a... won't watch it. I have really, I have trouble watching movies that are like mm. slow. Hateful Eight was hard for me to watch, and I am a fan of Quentin Tarantino's yeah. movies. But he's not him as a person. He's not beholden to notions of pace. True. In any of his movies, by any means. True. Pacing is a big thing for movies. Yeah. But I kind of like it when he doesn't care about that at all. Yeah. Because it makes the suspense more genuine. Because, like, if it's a normally paced movie, then you know basically where all the beats are going to fall. Yeah. But for a Tarantino flick... You don't. Anything could happen at any time. It could be exactly who you think it is, or it could be the exact opposite, or it could be both. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. That's that's the great thing. They're fun to watch, and he's kind of a douchebag. But he is. Again, I'm never gonna have to hang. I out mean, with him. yeah, like with the, a lot of the <laughs> stuff, it's like, oh yeah, if I get, and even if I get famous, and people are like, oh, you should like, well, whatever happened if like Olivia ended up hanging out with Quentin Tarantino? She's famous. She's famous. Blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, well, I have the choice to who I want to hang out with, and I'm choosing not to. That who checks I hang out. out with up is up to me. That checks out. If I, if I was famous, I'd totally <laughs> hang out with Eaton though. He, he sounds like, he seems like a cool person to hang out with. Yeah, he seems pretty chill. Yeah. He's doing his own art. Though I feel like he's kind of like, he went through that, I feel like he went through a phase where it's like, here, I'm, oh, you, you like guitar? I play guitar. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he went through that phase. I, I would bet money that he was at least at one party with kind of long hair and oh an acoustic God. guitar. Serenading that one girl. Serenading that one girl with all four songs he knows. <laughs> I mean, I'm no better, but at least I'm not playing guitar in Wonderwall. I'm playing Riptide by... Okay, I'm playing the ukulele version of Wonderwall, let's be honest here. Okay, but like, girls with brown hair and glasses playing cover songs on ukuleles is an entire genre of YouTube. It really is! 
Have you ever heard of Jodie Clark? No. Oh my god, she's like British and she does ukulele songs and gu- uh, guitar. Solid. And she's British, short brown hair, glasses. I'm like, hey, that's me, except I have yeah. like blonde-ish. That's 100%. Right there are four million covers of songs on the ukulele by brown-haired girls with glasses. It's a, it's a genre of music. It is a very good genre like, of music. I've listened to it. It's the weirdest genre of music. It's like, in that it was technology dependent, but not the way you think. Yeah. Uh, YouTube happened, and ten thousand young women went, "Yes, finally." Yes. And then all of them saw each other, and instant community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it all happened. That felt we're like the thing connected. that eight months previous to YouTube existing. We're all connected. All of these people thought that they were the only person who'd ever done this. <laughs> Just like all of those douche bikes who play guitar at college. Jesus Christ! I'm not alone. <laughs> There's people Other like people me. also like Little John played on the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, is there like an actual cover? Can I find a cover? I'm gonna. My homework is to find a cover. Of Little. I'll bet money. I'll put it in the show notes. Oh my god! When this comes out, I will bet money <laughs> that I can find four different covers yeah, of that's Little John songs on the ukulele. This, if you're listening to this, your homework is to find four different covers. Of Lil John and Ukulele by four different people. Yeah. And they all have to have brown hair and glasses. 100% they all will. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand what why it, it happens. Glasses. But it's like Weird Al Yankovic. It's, it just happens. Yeah. And you just gotta let it happen. His parody of, like, the polka for Hamilton. That was so amazing. good. And then my dad played it. And I sang all the words. And I think he was a little scared. It's kind of hilarious. I, I keep shocking him, and I need to stop because he's getting close to heart, heart attack territory. <laughs> he's gonna kill me when he hears this. I mean, lean into it. See how far you can push it. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bitch, and I will come by that very naturally. I am probably one of the meanest people you'll ever meet, and I'm also probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet because this world is full of a bunch of people. Right? Yeah. It's, uh... It all depends on my mood. Yeah, for Rocher chocolates? Oh, I'm your best friend. Yep. That was me today. That was actually me. A, kid, a random kid gave me chocolates. It was great. Nice. Yeah, that seems like a terrific way to start your day. Yeah. But I guess that's, uh, I guess that's bringing us to the end of Eden. Yeah. I am absolutely going to listen to this record again. It was really fun. I got a real kick out of it. I will be exploring Eden's other catalog. Vertigo is his most recent one. Nice. That came out, like, January. Nice. I will probably wind up listening to that on my way to work in just a few minutes. And uh, as far as what track we're playing out on tonight, I think I'm going to go with Fumes. Yeah. We'll be playing us out. So this has been the Soundtrack to a Life uh, Soundtrack Cast on Facebook and Twitter, SoundtrackCast.com. Like us, share us, tell your friends about us if you're... Friends like podcasts about people who are full of opinions talking about music. Liv, push some stuff. Push some stuff. Um, Squarespace. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was learning about Squarespace on my. I don't know what the mattress is. Um, <laughs> like I hear that's apparently a big thing for podcast people. But um, pushing stuff. Uh, support me. I am going to hopefully go to Germany, and that means I'm going to be doing a lot of fundraising. So, uh, if you are looking forward to buying cookie dough or flowers or poinsettias, contact me. You can ask Chris for my information, and I will help you get some of that so that I can actually go and have experiences in my life. Experiences in your life are important. Yeah. (laughs) This has been the Soundtrack to a Life, you guys. We are playing it on Fumes. See you next month for a new guest and a new record and a new experience. On the way down, screaming. If all we have is time, then we'll be alright
but it's better.